Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. It happens every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have not. Summer heat never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No. Sure don't. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget live. Not so live coming to you from the low budget live bar and grill. Often imitated or recently imitated or, yeah, never duplicated, though. Hey, you know what's a good idea? A fishing podcast. More of you guys should do one. <laughs> Wear your jerseys and do a fishing podcast. It's a really original idea. It's a great idea. Oh, Lord have mercy. Hope you're doing well out there in low-budget life, low-life land. Uh we got a uh, we got a good one today, and uh, it's going to be a little different format than normal because I've only got I like to do this as it as it happens, as it happens, and I've got uh, I got a, I got a, my guest today that I really wanted to talk to. Only had a small window. I'm just fresh back from Florida. I'm worn, slap out. We got the classic next week, and uh, I wanted to. Uh, I gotta send a text here. I want to get this guy on, and you'll know why here in a second. It's very important to me that we have him on the week before the classic, the last LBL before the Catalina wine mixer. The deal, the biggest bass fishing event the world has ever seen, followed by or coinciding with the biggest event Low Budget Live has ever seen. Low Budget Live obviously brought to you by StarTron, the fine folks at StarTron, Star Bright, down there in sunny Flow Rider, where I just got back from. And we're going to get to some stories after we get on here with our guests. We're going to get to some Florida stories. But uh, StarTron, bringing you Low Budget Live for two years now. We've been doing a podcast. Two years now. Two years now. Uh, and you know, definitely weren't the first fishing podcast. Hats off to those Ike Live boys and those those Stray Cast boys and some of those others. But uh, uh, Bass Talk Livers and some of those others. But man, they're, they're they're popping up. Man, they're popping up all over the place, ain't they? And, and uh, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. More people should do it. Uh, but start trying bringing you low budget live, not so live, uh, and low budget live, and low budget live live at the Bassmaster Classic. Black Market Bar and Grill, March the 7th. Next Saturday night, baby, Saturday. Actually, you're going to be listening to this on Monday. Saturday night, if you're going to be 
in Birmingham, Alabama. You better be at the Black Market Bar and Grill, five points south location. We're doing this, whatever this is, we're doing this live. Big guess, big guess. We're going to do about an hour, hour and a half podcast. And then, and then we're playing live music. Me, some of my old bandmates, Shannon Wheeler from Missile Bait Company that can saw down on the fiddle like nobody you've ever heard. We're going to be playing original Luke Duncan songs like Biloxi Blues that you heard in the intro. We're going to be playing covers. We are going to have a big time. The Black Market Bar and Grill, Five Point South location. Good food, better drinks. It's going to be a good time. I know for a fact we're going to have a bunch of StarTron stuff to give away. We've got some Eagle Claw Trocar laser sharp goodness on the way to give away during the live event. You heard me? Freebies, goodies, lots of promo stuff, and a promotion that we will be announcing uh, through Tackle Warehouse and Trocar, huh? Tackle Warehouse and Trocar on Saturday night. Saturday, Saturday. So you better be there Saturday night. Also, also, we are going to be Darian and I. We, we, Darian and I, stupid Darian, we're going to be in the TH Marine booth every day for the biggest part of the day. I'm going to be in Garmin. I'm also going to be in StarTron booth, 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon, playing some music. And Darian and I, the first hour of every day at the Classic, are going to be in the TH Marine booth. There's going to be promos. We're doing a little meet and greet thing. So if you can't come to the Black Market Bar and Grill and hang with us all night, party down with some uh, some some folks that you know and love from Low Budget Live, throw down on some tunes, some music, some food, some some drinks. If you can't be there, or if you got your kiddos with you, uh, Black Market Bar and Grill, total ADD moment, but it is 21 and over after 9 p.m. We're starting at 8, but after 9, kiddos can't be in there, okay? After 9. So, but if you got your kids with you, you want to bring them by, you know, TH Marine Boots, where that's happening, okay? I'm getting a lot of questions about that. Thankful for those questions. Um, we're we're fixing to jump into this, okay? Um, I, I I know we're we're quick on the intro. I'm going to catch up on a lot of things after this. That's normally not the format of the show. I normally do my spiel, then we do the do the do the dang thing, okay? But I wanted to get this guy on. He's got a short amount of time. Um, and my guest today, last year's Bassmaster Classic champion. He's a guy I look up to in this industry immensely. He is an absolute, uh, I think he's got gills. He is a fish-catching freak of nature. He is not competing in this year's Classic due to uh, uh, the fact that he fishes the Bass Pro Tour, and Bassmaster has rules you have to compete on the Elite Series. They've had that rule for many years. It's kind of been a controversial thing, but he will be there to hand off the Classic Trophy, uh, and we're going to get him on the phone right now, Mr. Ott. Depot, as my buddy Mercer says. Hello? Otter. What's up, Luke? Ot Defoe on Low Budget Live. How are you, my friend? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, not doing as good as you, you bass catcher, you. <laughs> Uh, it's been a been a good start to the year already, that's for sure. No doubt about that, dude. It's uh, yeah. it's it's been it's been fun to watch you uh, uh, getting on them one cast deals that you follow was very interesting to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some old yep, yep. some old East Tennessee stuff coming out in those a little bit too, wasn't it? It was. It sure was. Yeah, we uh, we've been known to modify baits or make them <laughs> ourselves or whatever you need to do to catch a bass on them and, and it uh it worked worked pretty good with that with little slim down there. Yeah, oh slim oh slim caught a few. Yeah. Uh, uh, he did. Dude so I, I want to talk to you about several things, but first I, I asked Thrift this last week. Cause y'all there that final day. You started out with a bang that morning. Thrift started out with a bang that morning. Then Thrift going into that last period has got the lead. He catches a 5'11", and I'm watching the coverage, and I'm like, well, Thrift's got it. You know, he kind of ran away, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, what's going through your mind when that thing starts dinging 
and I, I, I <laughs> it's and it's literally Wheeler dinging. literally dinging, and right. he's catching one every cast, man. I mean, it was crazy yeah. to watch. It, yeah, it, uh, it it was like here we go again. <laughs> it basically, was was really what was going through my mind of well, it's the way it's going to be. You know that that was that was kind of. Uh, kind of the way it was you know yeah my first first period was really really good the second period was okay but all the rest of the guys three of wheeler you know a lot of them started catching them and uh, yeah at the end of the first period i had a pretty big lead yeah, and no the second period, it was nothing it was one fish for like two guys or three guys um and i, I actually made the comment i was like this was a two-period day right exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh, of course it was not. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no it that the and I actually made the comment in the first period. Um, you know, Wheeler won his qualifying day, so he had the knockout round off. Right, he didn't have to beat him up. But, uh, yeah, he didn't have to beat him up. But the thing with that too, his his first day qualifying day one, he had a big day. His qualifying day two, man, he really really struggled. He did, yeah. And, and I, I like I I got to catch them real good and I was like, Man, I might could actually win and I got within eight or nine pounds of him and then bam bam he caught a couple and was automatically back to like fourteen pounds ahead. I was like, Well crap, there's no reason for me to beat up my fish anymore than I have to. He apparently could catch him at wheel and I had said that on camera because I I felt that way. It was it was like he felt me getting a little close and then he goes out and catches a couple more and so at that point, and on that day, winning was not on my mind anymore. Right. I was like, I just need to get through the, you know, I, I just need to go practice at this point. And I, and I and I did, but it ended up that he couldn't catch him at wheel that day, and I should have tried to win and knock him out of it. Yeah. Because, because he ended up just going out there on that championship day and going to practice and just looking, and then when you let him do that, He's dangerous. He's really, I mean, he's really, really dangerous. Well, and you made a comment. You said, and and I wanted to ask you what you meant by this. Cause I feel like I know, but when you saw, talking about that off day, you said he did exactly what I thought he was going to do. When he started lighting it up, you said he did exactly what I thought he would do. And and, yep. and did you mean that he just had an opportunity to find more fish, kind of exactly. with his lead? Exactly because he. Uh... You know, having having a tough second day, he knew what worked for him the first day was was a wash. You know, it, it had changed, whatever. The conditions were changing there so much. Oh, yeah. Well, then he had, you know, he had a, a day off, and he knew he was going to have to go out there and just look. And the first period, he didn't catch much. Second period, he started catching a few and was catching up to us, but he still wasn't just burning it up. But he was still, he was still in that offensive search mode where I was a, I, I was I knew where I wanted to fish so I wasn't just like trying to milk a spot and catch two more but I was I was almost more in a defensive position where he was still on the offensive just looking I mean he didn't yeah. have he didn't have anywhere he had to be and because of that he was able just to just to run into him do you, do you think that format being so different from the five fish and you guys are seeing what's going on, do you think that format, I mean, it does change your strategy in that you look and go, hey, man, I'm 15 pounds ahead of this dude. I can go look around. Or, hey, I'm 15 pounds behind this guy. I better get my butt in gear and go look for something yeah. new. I mean, it definitely changes the game in that manner for sure. It, it does. You know, the, the best way, I, and I've thought about this a lot because we were – you know, it's our first year with a higher minimum weight. No doubt. You know, and we fished a two-pound minimum on, on both events so far. And it's, you know, we'll have a variable. It won't always be two pounds. There might be some that are three. There might be some that are one, um, you know, throughout the rest of the season. Um, you know, uh, that two-pound minimum so we, in these first two events, on Ufala, I did not tie on one bait any different than I would have had it been a one-pound minimum or a five-fish limit or anything else. I, I, absolutely. Yeah, I said that on here, too. It, it was not – it was just a fishing tournament, just a normal exactly. fishing tournament. It, it was a fishing Fe tournament. February, now, you I, fall a tournament. Yep. Now, at Okeechobee, you, I, I, 
I'm personally, I'm probably fished a little different. I probably would have threw a speed worm, which apparently I should have because that's how you, <laughs> how you win. Yes. But, you know, I, I mean, I, I probably would have fished a little differently there had it been a one-pound minimum. Uh, but, uh, you know, but the the thing with that with that minimum is that it, in some aspects it changes the way you fish a little bit, and in others I don't, you know, it just really depends on the conditions, I feel like, more so than than the format in a lot of ways. Um, you know, the, the but oh, the, the thing I was going to say along with that is that kind of assessing what it does. So with a five fish limit, even like if you follow, say a guy called a seven, or say, say Jordan Lee, for example, the, the one day he had, he caught his first five weighed 32. Yeah. He's a little untouchable at that point. You know, I mean, not that you couldn't, Somebody could run into a couple big ones and catch up to him, but but what a five fish limit generally does is it's basically restrictor plate racing. You can only get so far ahead. Yeah. You know, I mean, I had a magical day, and that's what it was. But it, for the most part, I mean, in that final day would have been that way. It, it would have been a restrictor plate race where myself, Griff, and Wheeler would have all been within one five and a half or six pound bite one of us gets it and that person wins at the end of the day yeah and you know that's but is, is that better I, I i like the fact that we can that, that you can you can get down by 15 pounds and then you can also recover i, I will i will pounds. say from a drama standpoint this year it's been kind of cool watching guys come back you see zach bird zero and come yep. back and knock their lights out and get into the top 10. You say Jordan, you know, stunk it up too. And he comes yep. back and makes this crazy comeback. And you don't, you can't, I mean, you can't do that in a five fish event. You can't. Right. I mean, you can't. You catch you eight pounds the first day and 30s leading, you get to go home after the yep. second day weigh in. I mean, barring some, yep. you know, divine intervention of a 50 pound stringer at Sam Rayburn or something, you know. Right. Uh, yep. But uh, so, well, yeah, it's it's been interesting to see, man. Uh, so I got I got a question. I talked about it on here, and I kind of got caught in the middle of it a little bit. And you were definitely in the middle of it, and I wanted you to explain it because I've had a lot of listeners, and I've addressed this immensely. The crazy rule, and 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 I get the rule. It's a different rule than anybody has, but you were in the video, and it made its way around the internet, and of the guy that says, "All right." So-and-so wants me to tell you that Wheeler's catching them cranking, and it set the world on fire for about an hour. And people are like, what's going on? What's going on? And I even, and I was and I was, I was, was right there. I said, hey, this is unfortunate for Ike, because I thought the guy, because we've all had those marshals, co-anglers, whatever, that'll say, man, I wish I could tell you what I catch on this bank. Man, my buddy Jerry, he sure does like that square bill. And you're like, hey, buddy, you can't tell me anything. But right. you got talk about the rule that you guys have and why? Because it was a it was a bad situation just the way it was presented, and you yeah. understand why people could take it wrong and not towards you, yeah. but like what the heck's going on this deal? Explain what that yeah. rule is as an MLF anger because I've talked about it on here and said, hey, this is the rule. I talked to Little Alton that afternoon. He's like, hey, this is our rule. I talked about yeah. it on Twitter. Talked about it on here. But talk about that for a second if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing I'll mention is that. We have, in my opinion, the the best group of officials in, in our in our boat at ever event. I mean, those guys are, are very well trained, and and have a good management team over them overseeing every move they make. Especially when we have a camera in the boat, because they they they're mic just like we are, and and I've had multiple occasions where my my official has been like. Oops! I shouldn't have done that. I'm going to get deemed for this. Or I'm going to get. I'm going to get reported for this. And and they, ha- you know, I mean, they have. That's they. They do. They they have a very. They're held to a very high standard. Know know that for for one. But but yeah. So that that rule, it it is to keep our. It, the spirit of the rule is to keep our playing field as level as possible. So if I'm, you know, I roll in town. I stop at the gas station. Johnny walks up and says, boy, you need to flip a black and blue jig out here on New Paul this week. Well, then, I've just gotten information that, that it was, I didn't solicit it, but regardless, I received it. 
then I have to go to, I'm going to use the quote term confession. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. to uh, uh, report that to the tournament director and say, hey, I just got this information. And then it, it has actually since changed a little bit as to how this has been handled at that point, but it's noted and it was at that point at Ufala, it was being sent to all the anglers, hey, Information was given that they're buying a black and blue jig on Lake Eufaula, and that would go out in a text to all the anglers so that everybody then had this outstanding information that they're buying the black and blue <laughs> yeah, jig. Yeah, yeah, the generic outstanding information, yes. Right, because it never is very good. But in some instances, and the particular case of what happened here was. I don't know exactly who it happened to. I, I, don't know exactly. I do, but I haven't said their name just because I didn't want it to be a thing. But I, okay. I talked to the person that it actually happened to. Okay. So, so something that happened here was possibly a person on a boat dock that this guy was fishing by or a spectator in a follow boat watching whoever else it was that said, man, you should be throwing a crankbait. Wheeler's catching them cranking. Yes. And so then the way it was handled at that point in time, it actually isn't anymore going forward because it was realized that it was unfair to to the person who is leading the yeah, it, it, or could or could be. Or could or be. Could like, be. Right. Could or be used could against be. them kind of if if a guy wants to be shady, I guess. You know. Yeah, but that but that the you know, so the only thing to do to keep it even amongst the competitors that are fishing is that 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 was reported then. It was sent to all the officials. The officials told every angler, hey, FYI, and, and they call it a TMI report, too much information. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. A, it's a, Simple it's enough. It's the official terminology. So it's like, hey, I've got a TMI report um, that they've asked me to pass along to you that Wheeler's catching them cranking. And, I, and I'm... I've got five crankbaits. Exactly. So when do you not, though, right? I mean, you've always got exactly. five crankbaits. Yeah. Yeah. And so I made the joke of, I'm like, well, which one is he throwing? That Help me narrow it down a little bit. Exactly. And he's throwing it all over. You know, so I, I made a joke out of it because it's like, what good is this doing me? I'm already throwing a crankbait, you know. As but, you're winding one in, yeah. Right. So that's the, that, you know, that's the rule. The rule is to, if, if one angler receives information, then it's spread amongst the field. Everybody's again on the same playing field. We've all heard the same thing. That way you don't hear something at the gas station that a, a random Joe tells you. And, you know, you need to be throwing a green pumpkin chartreuse tail lizard. That's what they're eating it up. <laughs> chartreuse, pe- okay. chartreuse pepper. Chartreuse pepper. Chartreuse you know that's pepper. what they're throwing at the gas station, chartreuse pepper. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And two, because they're... You know, it, it's, to, it's to help clear your own conscience because at each event, there's like, whatever it is, six or eight anglers at every event polygraph. Yep. Uh, you know, so so that way you your conscience is clear. You don't have to spend an hour remembering everything that you've ever heard before your polygraph to, to not have any issue with that. So, uh, that's, yeah, yeah that's once it's explained... You know, and in the heat of the moment, I mean, I know you guys probably talked about it a million times after the video clip. And I, and like I said, I said it on here. I share, I shared it and was like, what in the world? And I'm like, poor Ott, one of the best guys in the sport. This official probably doesn't have a job anymore, you know, kind of deal. And then, and then, and, but man, people are posting it and it's going around and I'm going, what that within a little out and call me. He goes, Hey man, that's our rule. I said, okay. So then I went on, clarified it. And then I've talked about it on here, but I wanted to, I wanted to get it from the otter's mouth. What yeah. what the rule is, and and I'm glad they changed it because that's something else that I've seen people say, and it and it is true is you could if you are in the same pocket as Wheeler, I guess, yeah. and you're throwing a whatever wacky worm, and he's catching one every cast cranking. I could it it could be said that if that text goes out, you could then figure out what he's doing. I get I guess, but yeah. I, I I think everybody pretty much you know is doing the same thing in those tournaments for the most part at that they level are. i mean yeah. saying black and blue jig johnny said a black and blue jig <laughs> hey guys gotta get hey wheeler's catching them cranking well you know uh i happen to right. know a guy like ot defoe has got uh a few crankbaits in his boat from <laughs> uh you know flat sides all the way to dt uh, 20s so yeah. You know, it's you know, like you said, you got to narrow it narrow it down for me a little bit. But uh, all right, so let let's talk classic, man. So I want to I want to I want to talk to you about so last year, 
had to be one of the more special classics. Tennessee showed out our home state. It was awesome being there. But to win that event, what what did that mean to you, man? I know that's a cliche question, but in that moment, and you got your family there, um, and it was super emotional. I mean, what what did that mean to you in that moment? It, it was it was an accomplishment of of what I wanted to do from the time I was a nine year old kid, and I went to one. I mean, it, it was it was you know I mean my my dad took my brother and I, and uh, we went to nine of those, and um, and even the last couple that I went to as a spectator, Jenny went with me. We were we were dating and then we were engaged um, at the last couple that we went to but um, you know so yeah it, it was it was the accomplishment of you know the, the dream come true of, of having watched that and then having fished that was my eighth one to fish in and um, you know it was just just a yeah, a sense of a dream come true is really and, and really to do it at home, man. To do it on Rocky yeah. Top, I mean, yeah. had to just be. I don't know. I know you can't. It's hard to put it in words. I'm sure what it was like, but um, and so so whoever wins this thing at Gunnersville, I mean, it's definitely a life changer. How, how much busier has your life? Because I mean, you, <laughs> you you win the classic, and then y'all got BPT, and you're doing all. And I, I mean, you're busy, busy, busy. Did it? Is it true? I mean, as far as your sponsors, I mean, are you just media for days, just nonstop running? I I know for me, I keep up with you through Instagram like everybody else does, and you seem like you're pretty busy. But but explain to the people what happens when you win that trophy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it it absolutely is. It it makes where, you know, you're on the phone three days a week to you're on the phone seven or eight days a week. (laughs) you know, with doing whatever whatever stuff you need to there, and that's with sponsors, with media, with air, with podcasts, with with all that. Stuff, Absolutely. You know? um, and uh, and yeah, so everybody asks for a piece of your time, and um, and yeah, that it, it really it, it really has. I mean, the last several years have gotten busier and busier. Um, you know, and this year was was extremely busy up until about the end of June. And uh, and then realized I needed heart surgery, so, so that was oh, yes. a, a pretty a pretty nice uh, hey timeout. God's gonna give you a timeout here. Uh, just go ahead and stay home for about six weeks and and not do much anything. Well, well how's <laughs> so, everything going with that? As far as I mean, your overall health right now, because you're a young man. I mean, are you uh, everything obviously good to go? You're fishing great, yeah. but are you feeling good? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely am. You know the. Uh, the the cups that are airing, the MLF cups that are airing now. This um, this one that's on from New York. That was the that was just like five or six weeks after my surgery. Um, okay. It, it was like five and a half. It was like five. Yeah, it may have been just about four. It may have been like four or five weeks. It I feel like Jenny's getting on to you and saying. Yeah, you went fishing too soon. That's what I. That's what I feel yeah. like's coming from the passenger side of the truck. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she remembers it better than I do. Because uh, she's probably yeah. mad at your butt. Sounds like. No, she, I mean, she, was, she was ready to get rid of me. She was ready for me to see if I could still handle life on my own. I've had all the sponge baths I was going to get at that point. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, that going back and watching that, I realized. Just how, I mean, man, just how run down I still was, and and then too, just how good I do feel now, you know, that I, I am. I mean, I'm I'm 110 percent, um, you know, and it felt that way really since probably October. Um, you know, that surgery was right at the end of June, um, and it 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 was not open heart, um, so that was a huge plus. I didn't have even that much more to go through but it was they call it minimally invasive so they go between your rib cage just open up a couple spread your couple ribs apart where they might get a tennis ball between them no big deal uh, <laughs> and then go in and working your heart through there so goodness uh, gracious man yeah but what? it was it was about 12 weeks before i really was somewhat myself again as far as you know, energy level and stamina and, and that kind of stuff. Well, what led you to realizing, hey, I may have an issue here? Because I don't think I ever, I mean, and you and I talk, and I 
I remember, but I, I, I looking back at my phone, I saw the text I'd sent you after you guys. I believe Jenny had sent out an email, and I'd seen it through TH. What led you to? Or I mean, were you feeling bad? What What was the I, deal? I wasn't feeling bad. I just uh, okay. Uh, I wasn't feeling bad. I just had a had a shortness of breath. Um, wow. You know, like I would, I I'd walk up a flight of stairs. I would uh, even. It, the, the thing that was really weird, you know, I'd walk up a flight of stairs, walk up a hill a little bit, and, I, you know, I'd be sucking wind, which I'm not ever guy to exercise a lot, but I'm, I'm not a big guy either. And uh, and even at, uh, at our second Table Rock event, Jenny and the kids flew out and, like, walk up the stairs to get to the condo, I'd be out of breath. or hmm. you know, I caught a lot of fish there, and she's like, I mean, I'd be reeling one in after another. I was catching them deep cranking and just, Real one in and go weigh it. Real one in and go weigh it. And she's like, "You're, man." She's like, "You sound like a somebody else that's on here, not not like you, just the way you're breathing and stuff." And uh, but then lay down at night and just and not doing anything but just lay down hmm. and get horizontal. And I and it would like I'd get out of breath. And it's because of that mitral valve that was torn and it was allowing blood to go back into my lungs. And that's what was was creating that shortness of breath. Goodness, man. That's well. I'm glad, and I know I know the fishing world's glad that that odd is back to 110 percent, and it looks like it. I mean, you never missed a beat on the water much last year. Let's be honest, but you uh, you're definitely back in uh, action this year, and y'all go to Fork next. And uh, real quick, and I, I man, I I know you told me you just had a little bit of time. Uh, so you guys put out a statement because uh, a lot of people were confused on this, and I've tried to talk about this on here too is, you know, you're not fishing the Classic this year because of a rule that Bass has, and they've had it forever. And I actually think, I used to joke and call it the Luke Clawson rule because Clawson won the Classic in 06, did, and, but was on the FLW Tour, and he didn't fish the Elite Series, and it's inaugural re- year, so he didn't get to fish right. the Classic in 07. And, right. you know, FLW had the same rule. Clint Davis won the, the Cup, which automatically requalifies you, but he left and went to the Elites. So... Okay. So he didn't get to fish the cup last year, that thrift one. Uh, Clint was yep. supposed to be in that. So, I mean, it's a rule that's been around for a while because, I mean, you you know, I always joke and call it the mom's basement comments on the internet, but you do get people that think yeah. they know but don't know. But you're not and, skipping and, the classic and, because you're a major league fishing only angler. You're you're absolutely. you're not allowed to fish it because of a rule. And and I'm sure Bass would love to have you there competing, and, and except mm-hmm. for the guys in the tournament probably don't want you there on Gunnersville. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're like, probably. I'm glad I can't be here. <laughs> yeah, throwing that shad out. <laughs> yeah, probably a chance of that. They, they they're not big on it, and it's and actually, so the the rule was not a Luke Clawson rule either. He was the first uh, one who was affected by it. The rule was technically a Woo Dave's rule. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah which is in the era of when I was attending the Classic. So he won the Chicago Classic 2000. in 2000. Yep. But then the next season, that was the Top 150 era, he was like, he could get paid $5,000 a day to do appearance That's fees. Right. And he worked every single boat show all across the country the whole season. He's like, I can make way more money this year working boat shows. And But they didn't have that rule in place. And so he automatically had his birth for the next Classic. He worked every boat show every weekend, made ten to twenty thousand dollars a week working boat shows, and he did that for the whole year. Fished the classic the next year, went back to fishing. So it's technically the, it's the woo rule. rule. Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for yeah. You're you're right. So and I and, and I saw that somewhere, and I remember. But I remember that because I was in two thousand. I was. Uh, how old was I? I was 17. That was in the height of my bass fishing fandom, too. Like, I was 17. <laughs> yeah, I, was right, I remember yeah, that Bassmaster Magazine cover with Wu fishing in those six-footers with the trolling motor out of the water. You remember that? And he's throwing on, it to seawall. On, on, on a ledge buster spinnerbait. On a ledge buster, baby, from New Fall, Alabama. Yep, that's right. Yep. A ledge buster. And, he, and, uh, and I remember that. But, yeah, that's, that's right. So the Wu days rule. But I, I remember Clawson definitely being affected by it. Uh, yeah. So it's the Woo rule, but Woo got to fish, and after that, they said, "Hey, no more of this. You got to compete." Right. Uh, yep. But you will be there on Sunday yep. to hand that trophy off, man. And that's uh, that's that's what uh, that's the art that everybody knows and respects. And you wouldn't miss it for the world, man. You're going to be there. Uh, are you yep. going to be at the expo? Are you going to be spending time with fans during the day? 
Yep, I'll be there. I'll be there Sunday um, at the expo, and uh, I'm working for some of my primary sponsors and stuff. And I'll be be in there, their booths. Um, Jimmy's got a Jimmy's got a schedule, but I think it. I don't know if I'm there. I think it starts at ten. Um, from ten to about three, jumping around different booths and stuff. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there then, and and then, you know, we look forward to handing that trophy off. That was with. You know, Jordan handed it off to me, and it was that was a cool moment that I'll never forget, and something that I want to share with whoever whoever this winner is. It's, and it's not about me. It's you know, it's not my moment at all. It's uh, but to to have my little bitty piece and that guy's moment will be something that that's really really cool because uh, that's when uh when Jordan handed it off to me, he told me two things. He said. The sucker's heavy, and throw your phone away and get a new number. And I, that, <laughs> that sounds I'll, I'll that sounds like something Joe would say, honestly, just because yeah. Joe doesn't like to be on the phone at all. <laughs> Not at all. Yep. So that's so I, you know, and that's something I'll never forget. That's uh, awesome, man. Him, him saying that. So. Well, what's what's your advice to the incoming champ? Give us give us the advice. If you were going to sit them down for a for a for a thirty second conversation, what would you tell them? Not what you're going to say on Sunday because it'll probably be something in the moment. But what would be your number one piece of advice? Would be, um, and, it, and it'll be probably a little bit cheesy, but man, would be to to embrace it. And you know, whoever it is, I don't know what the odds are of it being a guy who's got a wife and kids, but would be to you know to make sure that they don't get uh, they don't get forgotten in this mix and that throughout the whole year I mean that so many people are going to be going to be wanting you to do stuff and expecting you to do stuff and and you're going to have to do a lot of stuff but to to always make sure that that time that you have that you that you aren't doing something that you have to be doing to be doing something with your family which is where you need to be spending it because they're going to be the they're going to be the ones that are they're they're there after the trophies man they're there after the trophies Otter that's right I know you're a busy man. I'm going to end on that because that was a beautiful thing, man. That's a beautiful statement. And I look forward to seeing you Sunday, buddy. It's been a minute. All right. Yep. Thank you, Luke. Good to talk to you, man. Appreciate your time. All right. Thank you, Otter. All right. Yep. Odd right there, ladies and gentlemen. That was a uh, quick almost 30-minute interview with the Otter. That's a good dude right there. And, and yeah, I just want to clear the air on, on a lot of things that have gone on. You know, um, people, and myself included on the show, you know, you've got controversies and and different things that pop up uh, that we like to talk about. But, you know, and he was right in the middle of that, that, you know, crazy video thing and for sure. And uh, with the rule, and it's cool to hear. And and, and it's, you know what, man, I'll say I applaud those guys uh, for changing that rule because that was my first reaction was, man, that's going to screw somebody over at some point. That could really... uh, Really mess a guy up when somebody says, "Hey, Billy Bob's catching them cranking," and you're right across from Billy Bob, and uh, you're all rolling in there. Not cool. Not cool. So thanks to the otter. So we got we got our interview over with um, now, and I want to you know just do what I normally do at the first of the show. Just kind of get you caught up. Get you caught up on life, man. I, I when last time I left you guys was headed down to. Uh, Florida to meet up with the man, the myth, the Tanner, Tannerite, Tanner Lines, kingpin of boats and pros. And we, I picked him up in Leesburg, Florida. He'd been down there shooting with uh, Johnny Hunter at the FLW Pro Circuit. And uh, which, congrats to, uh, was it Laramie Strickland? Big Laramie put a hurting on him down there. That was a cool tournament to watch. I caught him up. Um, Caught him up pretty good. Matt Steffen caught him. Matty, Matty Steffen. Of course, John Cox made another cut. Uh, you had Hunter Freeman in the mix. It was it was a cool tournament to watch. Cool tournament to watch. Uh, got a pick Tanner up. We drove down to uh, Lake Garcia and fished and filmed a little bit on um, the first of the week there. And then we moved on to the goods. Ladies and gentlemen, the goods. We got about five videos coming out from the trip. One traveling circus that'll be up in a couple weeks, and then some vlog videos. They'll start popping up next week. But when I tell you my thumb, I don't know if you can see it. Still swollen, still destroyed. Um, Carter Andrews, my buddy Carter, 
And if you're not following Carter right here, the obsession of Carter Andrews, the best fishing show, in my opinion, um, all around, uh, right there with my little buddy Mark Zona, those two, those are my fishing shows. Those are my, those are my dudes. Those are my dudes. But Carter, man, he takes you on some adventures. So if you, if you love just adventure and fishing and cool stuff and a great guy and a personality, Carter Andrews. But got to know Carter over the last few years, and he's become a, a dear friend, and, and I thank the world of him, and I cherish every moment I get to spend with him because this guy's just like, I'm like, hey, tell us another story. I'm like a little kid. But uh, Carter hooked me up, uh, and I've met some of his friends down in South Florida uh, that I've gotten to be friends with as well. And so they're bass heads like me, and they're saltwater guys. And so uh, we went out fishing with a friend of mine named Monty Peters, and we filmed on a grapefruit grove lake that was about two to 300 acres. Absolutely one of the craziest, coolest, just wait you see it. We're out in these groves, huge irrigation lake. We put a, uh, my barred a boat from RDD, like I said, going down. We put a ranger right off the side of it. It was wild. Didn't catch any giants in there, caught several fish. Had to work for them. It was kind of tough. They had sprayed the grass in this place because it clogs up their irrigation pumps, oddly enough. Uh, oddly enough, these uh, huge uh, citrus groves don't care about bass fishing. <laughs> Uh, when they're trying to make a living But we drove, man, for miles back in this place It was it was crazy Had the truck in four-wheel drive It, it was nuts, but uh, awesome footage And then we met up uh, Monty and took us uh, Tanner and I And we met up with another friend of mine Scott Crippen Who actually owns White's Tackle If you're ever in the Fort Pierce Vero Beach area one of the uh, They have three stores But one of the nicest tackle stores you'll ever go in And Scott uh, and his his lovely family Have a, have a place north of Okeechobee Farm. They let us go stay out on their it's our ranch, they call it. But we we went and stayed out there. They put us up. Beautiful, man. You can see every star in the dang sky. Turkeys around, deer. And we got to fish another little sneak hole on a sod farm. And, uh, yeah. And when I tell you, I was calling it Jurassic Park on the videos. And we got about four videos from there. Three videos from there. And it was insane. It was insane. Fishing out of his uh, he had a little gator tail boat with a with a mud motor on it, a gator tail motor as well. Cool rig. We could run across dry ground, across these little levees into other parts of the thing where it was kind of low. Amazing. Uh, biggest fish, you know, caught caught eight pounders, caught seven pounders, caught you, you had to work for them. But man, I got to try out uh some new big swim baits, my new Millican swim bait rod that I just got in, six cents rod, caught some big ones on that, caught a ton of them on the new hybrid swim crank that I showed y'all in an unboxing video. Tanner, though, the story of the week, Tanner absolutely crushed us. And you'll see on the videos, crushed us on a six cents divine swim jig behind us. We're like co-angling him, man. We're putting him in the middle of nowhere. We're getting first shot, catch him off the bed, different things. He's like, there's another six-pounder on a swim. Just why do you see this? It's gonna be, the videos are going to be awesome, but came back home, uh, got home late last night to a 35-degree Tennessee night, and it was 82 in Florida uh, the last day we filmed down there. But uh, big cold front came in and ran us off. But glad to be home, getting ready for the Classic. Can't thank those guys enough, though, Carter and all those guys for the hospitality. Big bass. We ate good. Uh, got to hang out with some of Carter, Carter's film crew, Carter's awesome family. So thanks to those guys. Just killer, killer week. Tanner and I had an awesome time. Got got some work done. Uh, but now we're looking, you know, on to, uh, on to Florida, man. On to Florida. On to the classic. I actually do have to go back to Florida. When you guys are listening to this podcast, I'll be in the air. I got to fly to Orlando Monday for a TH Marine deal. Got to fly back home Tuesday and then be at the Classic. We're filming Boats and Pros on Thursday. Thursday with our the man, the myth, the Christie, Mr. Jason Christie, the real one, the real one, Mr. Jason Christie. I hate that I even have to say that. But Jason Christie will be filming the Boats and Pros, so the March, Jason, the March Boats and Pros will be with Jason. Filming that on Thursday. The Classic starts Friday. We'll be working booths all day. And then Saturday, Saturday, It'll be alive. I got a lot to do today. I got to start packing up and getting uh, all this equipment ready for the classic baby. Make sure you come. Make sure you come see us. That's going to be a fun, fun deal. Low budget live. And if you're not able, if you're not traveling, watch it right here on the YouTube channel. We're going to broad 
broadcast that live. We're going to stream. Uh, probably not the music. Got to be there for the music. We're going to broadcast a podcast for y'all. We're going to try and take questions off the internet. We're going to try to take questions from the crowd. Lots of plans for the night. I'm sure it will be a complete and total train wreck of chaos. <laughs> Like most of my live shows are, but this one's going to be a little different. Super excited, though, man, and uh, I can't wait to get down there. I'm going to look something up real quick right here. Right here, right here. Real quick. Two things I wanted to say here. Daggum, yeah. Stupid phone. All right, I wanted to say... Uh, Brian Shook and Danny Lies. Danny Lies. I think it's Lies. L's Lies. I don't know. Can't read that. That's terrible grammar in this post. But a 49-pound limit on Sam Rayburn. Holy freaking behemoth Batman. That's insane. And then you also had, and I apologize uh, for not knowing this to the T, but we had a... 40-pound bag in the BFL the week before, homeboy by himself, which is crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Forget his name. I don't have that. <laughs> I apologize. If you're a fan of the show, I apologize. Should have been more prepared. We threw this podcast together this morning. But two bags over 40 freaking pounds? Uh, I want to say this, FLW. Go to Raybird in February. Quit going in dang January. God. Unleash the beast. Let somebody weigh in a 40-pound bag during a pro circuit tournament. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. That'd be something else to see and to watch. But, uh, yeah, just incredible to see those kind of weights on a lake, man. Absolutely incredible. Um, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go through. This is, uh, this is something I want to do live right here. We're going to pull this up. This is something I wanted to do that I was going to be prepared for, but I wasn't. Let's see. I want to see a list. Here we go. Here's a list. All right, I'm going to give you three picks for the classic. Daggummit. I'm going to give you Three picks for the classic. These are my three picks. I'm looking at the list, gathering the names in my mind. I'm probably going to make somebody mad. Most likely. You got to have a dark horse. So dark horse, Cody Huff, even though he's not a dark horse, really. Cody Huff is my dark horse pick. College angler. Who catches them? And then my two guys. These are my guys for the week. John Cruz. Johnny Cruz. Oh, I got to pick one more. I'll make somebody mad. Johnny Cruz. And you know what? David Mullins. Cruz and Mullins are my guys. Those are my guys. Those are my dudes, Bass Master Classic Champions right there with a dark horse of Cody Huff. Comment below your Bass Master Classic picks. Comment below. Let's go. Let's see if we're right. Johnny Cruz. I'm just feeling it. I'm feeling Johnny. Start of the year strong. Feeling Johnny. Mullins, a Tennessee River dude. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Thank y'all so much for listening. I know this has kind of been a scatterbrained episode, but we got a lot going on. This is the last podcast. This is Monday, the classic week, baby. We are here getting ready to hang with everybody in Birmingham. I can't wait. Um, really, I look forward to this event every year, just seeing all my fans, all my sponsors, um, meeting with the fishing fans, the freaks, as uh, the fishing freaks, as Dave Mercer calls them, but getting to see guys like Mercer and Zona, and you know, getting to, getting to hang with everybody, always look forward to that so much. And and uh, this year is definitely no exception, and and even a bigger year for Low Budget Live and the Luke Duncan's Traveling Circus. But we'll be there. Tanner, the cameraman extraordinaire, editor, Mister Lyons, will be there as well. Come shake his hand, tell him how much you like boats and pros. But we will be there. 
all three days, baby. Thank you all for everything you've given me. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your views. Thank you for your comments, the feedback, and everything. Oh, one thing. FAC, Fat Ass Challenge, baby. I'm down uh, another pound and a half this week after traveling, so my scale showed me like 194. We'll see what the official weigh-in is uh, next week, but 194, and I don't think Big C's got it, baby. I think I got it in the bag. I hope y'all's fat assers are, and low-lifers are still doing good at that. One more week. You're down to one week. You better hit it up. You better drink water. You better get in the gym. I'm going to kill it this week. I want to try to lose like four pounds. Hey! Getting there and getting closer to my goal every day, though, man. Getting closer to my goal. Uh, it's hard to do traveling. I was really I was really uh, stingy and stubborn this week, though, with what I ate and what I didn't eat. And Carter made some amazing meals, but I had to skip out on some stuff. And, you know, but it was, it was a good week. It was a really good week. But thank you guys for everything. Uh, if you haven't watched Boats and Pros yet, if you haven't watched Boats and Pros yet, go watch it. I'm going to put you a link right here or here or here or at the end of this. But go watch Boats and Pros. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel if you like what I'm doing on YouTube. I know those of you listening on iTunes, you are not forgotten. I see those numbers. A lot of y'all are listening, and I very, very, very much appreciate it. Keep on uh, keep on listening, man. Uh, but if you're watching this, make sure you subscribe. Let's get this channel jumping through the roof because I got a lot of content coming, and we're working really hard. Uh, as always, make sure that you hug your mama, and I'm going to take you out with some Biloxi Blues. It's Bassmaster Classic Week, baby! White Line Gypsy's going to be there. We will see y'all in Birmingham. From Jackson Town to Tupelo I never could make it last Spanish Moss or Civil War Ghosts Well, I'm going to leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway It does not know my name And I don't care, no And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there Brave anglers search for the one they call king But who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.